Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Unfortunately, for those of you listening, you're probably feeling like me. You know, that wonderful time of the year doesn't necessarily have to end with Christmas, but unfortunately, it's just at the peak of the season for us that celebrate Christmas. Now, everybody doesn't celebrate Christmas. I had to remind myself of that. With the long lines in the grocery stores and at the mall and those big major retailers. Yeah, I said all of these people aren't in here for Christmas shopping. Hmm. And then I just had fun thinking about why they were there taking up like all the line space and there's only three cashiers. And I was like, wow, there's 68 people in all three of these lines. And so what happens when we get into this reason for the season? What reason? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is the reason for the season. I don't know what it is I told my mom for whom I care. 23 years we're celebrating as this year comes to a close. And we've made it again, just about, almost there, to celebrate another successful year with victory in Jesus. At the end of Christmas, we really celebrate. Why? Because there is no Christmas without Christ. And once again, I was challenged by like three people this week. And I said, come on, Jesus, are you sending me a message? And he was like, absolutely. There aren't too many people left in the earth, Lorraine, that will include me in the celebration. You're one of them. I said, oh. So I don't know how many of you out there actually do include Jesus in the celebration. (laughs) But please remember, that's the purpose for which we celebrate Christmas. So I told a lady, did you realize that the word Christ isn't Christmas? She actually took a deep breath and said, oh, and I I thought she was kidding, but she was serious. Now, she's heard of Jesus Christ. She knows about the Bible, but it never crossed her mind that Christmas has the word Christ first in it. Like, yeah, it's one word, and at one point it became a compound word, but right now we celebrate it as one word, Christmas. And I know English can be difficult for people. I was born and raised right here in San Diego, California, where we have a very diverse population. Even one of my personal doctors is from Russia. And thanks, doctor, but you know, I take my time with your last name. It's like six syllables. And she knows, she gets it, she respects it. I'm sorry, I grew up in San Diego. With what? Diversity, that's my point. My actual neighbor growing up next door, his entire family from Russia. But as kids, you don't think about that. You don't see life that way. How do you see life? You see it in this way. People are human. You like them, yes or no. (laughs) As kids, 
when Christmas comes, it's about fun. And even for those kids that don't get a toy, did you hear that? Not a toy. There are children that don't get a toy. Yes. Let's remember that, Christian. So if you didn't donate a toy, donate your time, donate some money. Well, is there something wrong with you? Are you a mean Christian, selfish Christian? I don't know. But before we leave today, there is one thing I want to remind us all of, and that is the fact that no matter what, Christmas always has to include Christ. What are you going to do this year to include Christ in your Christmas? What are you going to do? I know one of the easiest things to do is just have a celebration called grace. Now, what is that? For some of the older people listening, baby boomers, Gen X, we know that means to have a prayer before you eat. Some people call it, oh, you mean bless the food. Oh, the blessing, right? Whatever term you use, give thanks. Let's give thanks for this meal that we're about to have. We got all of that from who? Christ. He told us. He showed us in the Bible. Just read the stories of his life. I always tell people, if you want to just hear from beginning to end, you read the book of Matthew. Matthew? Yes, that's a guy. Yeah, not the actor, the one in the Bible. He, he wasn't an actor. Actually, he was a tax collector. Yeah, if you want to know more about that, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Now, in the meantime, Matthew, he decided to take it from beginning to end. What does that mean? He decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell this entire story. Now, was he there at the beginning? Hmm. Scholars, researchers will tell you. I had a guy... Basically, uh, let's say present his point on how believable all of this is. And I told him, that's not the point of it. I said, the point of it is to either have faith and believe or not. And I think he was a little confused because I gave it to him so simply. Christmas isn't about all the shopping and the buying and the spending. Don't get into the guilt and the hustle and the bustle of it. Sure, it's fun, but aren't we, Christians at least, supposed to live like that all year long? Last I heard, we are Christians. Let Christ, the hope of glory, the one that came into the earth to give us life because of man's disobedience. What does that mean? Mankind was dead to God. I had to explain to a lady that God doesn't punish us. That's God of the Old Testament. And I told her, would you join me in the New Testament? Because she gave me all of these restrictions and laws, and I almost was choked up just from the pressure of listening to her. And I said, no, join me over in the New Testament. That's when Jesus comes on the scene. You can start since it's Christmas with his birth in Matthew. And she was really perplexed. Christians, have you talked to people and asked them lately How do you celebrate Christmas? It's a great conversation starter. It's also a great way for you to let people know that Jesus is the reason for the season. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is this. We Christians have to celebrate Christ at Christmas. There should be some type of testimonial of his goodness towards you all year long. He's he's done something, right? Did you tell somebody at the Christmas dinner last year? Something bad? Well, do you have a good report yet? Well, maybe you don't have the good news of 
that report, but how about some hope? Jesus is the hope of glory. So remember that this Christmas, that he is the blessed hope. And if that situation from last year hasn't changed into this year, well, continue to carry out that hope during your family gatherings, during your celebration of Christmas. And if you are that one, that one that listens to me on a regular basis, that has totally taught me why he does not believe in Christianity, which I respect, celebrate the idea of other people celebrating. How about that? Because sitting in a dark room all by yourself, picture it, dark room all by yourself. It's hard to have a celebration in that situation. So at least enjoy the other people celebrating the light, in the light. Did you catch that, Christians? Invite somebody who might be sitting in a dark room in their mind, maybe. You never know. Might might be sitting in the dark room every day, literally, whatever it takes. So I thought about for us Christians this year, let's get a little further into why we celebrate Christmas, this last chance that we have for the last Saturday before the actual big day that we call Christmas. One of the things I thought about for us as Christians, remember, we're doing this all year long. We're just celebrating Christmas to Christmas. It's just the pinnacle of his birth celebration. Yes, remember, we talked about that at the beginning of the month. For God so loved the world that he gave. So that's why we give gifts. Jesus is the gift to the earth from God. He gave us his son. I know people have a difficult time trying to figure it out. And like I told a friend of years and years, hadn't seen her in a while, don't try to figure it out, just believe. I told her Jesus was really simple. He didn't give a lot of pressure, and I apologize to her for all the pressure she's felt in churches and family and all the things people do to beat other people up with judgment and beratement about what they should be doing and what they shouldn't do. And after a while, some people just break down. They give up. In other words, they give up hope. I told you, Jesus is the blessed hope. Remember that. So give out that hope this Christmas by doing what? Offering. Hey, you need some hope this Christmas? That might kind of trigger a conversation for someone. What do you mean? Most people really will want to know because there are a lot of people that feel hopeless during Christmas. And no, it's not just the people without things like gifts and presents and family. There are people all around you in your family with a gift in their hand and maybe even something else in the other hand, like a glass of wine. I had someone challenge me and say, hey, are you going to drink this Christmas? I said, no, I, I don't drink. And they took it as, I don't drink because I'm a Christian. And I had to let them know really quickly, uh, you know, wine actually was a big part of most of the celebrations in the Bible. Did you know that? And they really looked perplexed. They weren't expecting the Christian lady to say that. Yeah. I said, the only thing is we had some contingencies called don't get drunk. We, the Christians. Now, for the rest of you, I'm not in judgment here. Because if you keep reading Matthew, yeah, you'll get up on that seventh chapter. So remember, Matthew wrote about Jesus from beginning to end. And for us, what are we writing with our lives, with our lifestyles? How do people see Christ in us, the hope of glory? I had someone say to me, she didn't even know me. I was out to get 
a gift. And she said, as busy as the store is, you just stand out to me. I was minding my own business. She worked there. She came up to me. She wasn't a salesperson. She was actually what they would call a store ambassador, kind of like a consultant. They're not there to do sales. They're actually there for loss prevention and other means too. But, you know, it was kind of like a high-end store. So she wanted to make sure that I knew that despite the crowd, I stood out to her. I said, why is that? And I smiled. And she began to explain my energy. And I said, wow. You know, it's something about that word that's really popular right now. I said it used to be popular when I was a kid as well. I said, but one thing I want to share with you before I leave, my energy comes from the sun, not the S-U-N. Because she was fascinated. She smiled like, wow, do you go out and sunbathe? I said, the S-O-N. Then she really looked intrigued. And then I began to tell her what I call the power 60. So what is that? Do you have a power 60? Listen, here it goes. What do you tell people as you represent Christ? She was an ambassador for the store. I'm an ambassador for Christ. That's what my Bible says. I try to live my life that way every day, everywhere I go. Now, does that mean I'm in the best mood all the time? No, I'm a caregiver, remember? Oh, yeah, this is that caregiving show. Right. You can continue to call it that every day, all day, because if you care and you give, you're a caregiver. Someone told me, I like the play on words of your show, carrying the burden. I said, yeah, if you say it too fast, it sounds like carrying the burden. And I said, I want you to always remember First Peter 5 and 7. And he said, what's that? I said, it's for you to look up so you can remember it. Get it? What does it mean to give the cares to the Lord? Well, that's for you to define. I know what it means to me. I'm a caregiver. 23 years of this, full time. A lady said, you don't look like it. I said, thank you. (laughs) That's because I give my cares to the Lord. Otherwise, we would have probably had my funeral a long time ago if it not been for what? God's grace his goodness towards me, and his perfect will and timing for my life as Lorraine Carroll, given into this earth. I told a lady, I said, if you look up Lorraine Carroll, be careful. There are others. She said, really? I said, yes. I said, I've looked them up since the Internet's been around. It's been really fun. Some have passed away. Some of us are still around. So I said, when you look for this show, make sure you look for Carrying the Burden, C-A-R-I-N-G. She said, oh. Oh, because you're a caregiver. You care for the burdens. I said, no, actually, I give the burdens to Jesus. I care for my mother. She's not a burden. There was one time in my life that I saw it as a burden, and I cried, and I asked the Lord many days, why me? But so did Jesus. It's called the prayer that a lot of people forget about during the year at Christmas time. Yeah, that prayer that he prayed, if if there's any other way, because I prayed that prayer many years. I said years because one of the questions I ask people out of concern for them, their wellness, let's start there, their wellness. How long have you been a caregiver? It makes a difference. Oh, well, my mom just got out of the hospital. There's no judgment for me, but I hear as an ambassador for Christ, there might be some heavy days ahead. So here's what you offer them, Lorraine. Okay, this is what you do. 
make sure, and I give them some offerings, some considerations for their hope as a caregiver. Because we all hope that our parent, our loved one, or for whomever we care will be around for a while. People, let's say, predicted that my mom might be here a couple of more years after she had that massive stroke 23 years ago. Based on how it looked, she was set to die in the eyes of the people. Yeah, she might not be here much longer, so make sure you spend quality time with I packed up my whole life, lady. I moved from Atlanta, Georgia, back home to take care of my mother. What are you talking about? I had hope then, and 23 years later, I still have that same hope, one day at a time. My hope is in the Lord, because he is the blessed hope. As an ambassador for Christ, that's what I do. I hope in the Lord. I trust in the Lord. I tell people, be careful right here on this show. When you listen to me, you're going to hear a scripture because I'm a Christian show. I'm not just a caregiving show. I had to explain that to a guy. I said, there's over a thousand podcasts on caregiving. He said, really? I said, yes, everybody has something to say about it. But I'm Lorraine, and I have to say what I have to say from my experience. He said, well, your experiences sound so rich. I said, thank you, but check out the other shows too. He said, I don't want to. I said, why not? He said, because I like what you've already said. For those of you that have listened in the past, thank you. If it's your first time, thank you. Either way it goes, I want you to hear what I know for sure. Hope works. I learned about it when I was 17 years old, and I'm talking about the blessed hope. Most of us hope all day long. We get up, we hope our legs work. My mom collapsed in the bathroom getting ready for work. She had hope that she'd make it to work in her subconscious, but she didn't really think about it. No, not really. She just got ready for work as usual until her leg gave out. In fact, her whole left side of her body, and she collapsed. At that point, she hoped that she could crawl to the other room to make it to the phone. Have you had hope in a chair today? Did you have hope in your car? (laughs) Probably not. Did you catch that? I was talking about the subconscious a moment ago. Most of us get up, walk, we walk to the restroom until we have an ailment or an impairment or something that causes us pain. And then we hope we can make it. And then we might even pray. I had a friend that was so fascinated this week. (gasps) You have a caregiving show? Why didn't you tell me? I said, well, because most of my hours are divided by myself and mom. That makes her 87 for her, 87 for me. But she actually gets more than that. Yeah, she gets more hours than that. Uh Uh-huh, because why? She's mom. I put her first. In the meantime, that's what we do as caregivers. We sacrifice. Remember, our role model is Jesus. He has shown us from the day he was born how life can be. How? Jesus was not a caregiver as a baby. Watch this. Turn it around. There were people that were already taking care of him from the time he was born. That's what my mom did for me. Are you a parent today? I always tell people, be careful how you treat your kids. They remember everything when they grow up. And the things they don't remember, that's not good. Because you want the good seeds in their life. Let life pull out the weeds, but you plant the good seeds. And this lady was fascinated. I said, it'll pay off when you're older and you'll have a beautiful garden to live in. 
And she looked at me with fascination. I said, yeah, my mom planted the good seeds in my life. And that's why at 80, she's reaping the garden of this life of caregiving from me. Sure, I am all for people that have to transition their parents into homes, nursing homes, facilities, boarding care. I'm all for it. If you need advice on that, I offer it for free. You don't have to pay for that. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I have all kinds of resources, referrals, things you can learn about and guide you towards. But whatever you do, make sure you ask. Ask the Lord or ask me, the ambassador for the Lord. I'm not just an ambassador for Christ, but I'm an ambassador for caregivers too. Put those together. That's a powerful package this Christmas season. So when you get together with the family this year, ask them, so did you get what you hoped for? A lot of people will start talking about their Christmas presents. Well, I wanted a new um, purse, but actually I got a wallet, so I'm good. Okay. Well, I got Jesus again. (laughs) Did you catch that? As an ambassador for Christ, you should always represent him. When I walked into that store and I saw that young lady, I knew where I was. When people see you, do they know who you are? Do they know you're a Christian? When I bought my mom's poinsettia this year, I thought about the history of the poinsettia and the thing that my grandma taught me years ago because she loved flowers. She had a beautiful backyard, beautiful garden, beautiful flowers in the front yard, just flowers everywhere, lemon tree, orange tree. Okay, we could go on and on. But a lot of people don't really know the history of the poinsettia. I've heard people say it's not poinsettia, it's poinsettia. Well, did you actually know that the suffixes don't matter? Because historically, uh, the plant was kind of named after this guy named Joel Roberts Poinsettia. Yes, I don't speak French, but that's the best I can do. Now, they say that this guy who happened to discover a plant that had been in existence already but he's the one that recognized it. They say around 1828 in this trip that he made down to my next-door neighbor, Mexico. Yeah, really? That's where they come from? Well, this is where this guy, for whom we named the plant after, discovered it. Now, my goddaughter didn't know that there are 30, 30, actually 31 even, different types of poinsettias. Poinsettia, which one is right? You look it up in the dictionary and go with what you know. It works either way. Because why? We know what it is when we say it either way. And the beautiful story behind it that a lot of people don't know because there's a lot of stories associated with it. I mean, they're in all kinds of languages, all kinds of beautiful stories. The legend of the poinsettia, what it symbolizes, how did it have something to do with Christmas? Where did that come from? The Aztecs believed in it for cheer and success, and all these different colors mean this and that from a plant? Yes. And even the guy at the Home Depot told me, hey, you know you can replant that. I said, those days are over. I'll take the eight-week chance and recycle it. How about that? (laughs) We laughed and agreed. But one thing I was reminded of years ago, I did learn one thing that a lot of people don't realize. Right in the center, I used to call them the beads. (laughs) But those beads are actually what? Fruit. Did you know that? When you look at a poinsettia this year, be reminded of your fruit. If you're a Christian, the fruit of the Spirit. If you're not a Christian, find out about what that means. 
because you probably have fruit of the spirit already, probably living it out, probably didn't realize, hey, I have some fruit. But the real question for you, if you're not a Christian, from where does your fruit come? I have fruit called love, joy, peace. Now, after that, the words can vary. But patience, most of us don't have that one. So we've got to get some more fruit this year. You need a poinsettia? I don't know. Kindness, most of us are not naturally kind. We have to work at it. Okay, all right, I think I need a poinsettia. Uh, okay, that works for me too. Goodness, what is that? Just what it said, goodness. Faithfulness, what does that mean? Uh, it's very simple too, faith. Uh-huh, just being there, believing. Mm-hmm. Wow, this, this is amazing, Lorraine. Well, what else does it mean? What else does what mean? The fruit of the Spirit? Oh, yeah, you can look those up, Galatians 5, 22, 23, because that gentleness and self-control, don't overeat during the holiday season, or else you're going to have to work out a little more like I will, because I already know I'm having a little extra peach cobbler this year. Listen, when you see that poinsettia, be reminded of the fruit of the Spirit and that you're an ambassador for Christ. You're planting seeds everywhere you go. Sometimes you look like a whole plant to some people. Hey, show the light. Jesus is the light, the light of the world. Did you catch it? He was more than just that star because some people use the star as the association. It gets really complicated there. You can do your reading and get back with me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Just remember, the Magi, they were astrologists. We talked about that before right here on Carrying the Burden. Thank you for listening. Thank you for this wonderful year we've had in 2023. I look forward to more, more, and more. Join us on any podcasting station, Carrying the Burden, with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ 1210 AM.